At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. You have a song about cookies? Yeah. Sing it again. No way Hi, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Samantha Sinavaratna. I'm a food stylist and a cookbook author. And today we are going to make my jeweled butter cookies. The recipe is linked in the show notes if you need to refer to it, but otherwise we'll be gathering ingredients and mixing and slicing and baking and dipping right here together. Feel free to pause or jump back if you need a little more time. Okay, this recipe is a really simple, really delicious butter cookie. It's studded with pieces of sour cherry and pistachio and apricots and flavored with a little bit of orange. They're basically a cookie that is meant for a cup of tea, which is basically my favorite kind of cookie, my mom's favorite kind of cookie. My parents come from Sri Lanka and they're big tea drinkers in Sri Lanka, so I love to develop cookies that sort of go well with tea. This is a great recipe for the holidays because you can basically make this dough well in advance, form it into a log, throw it into your freezer, and then forget about it for, I would say, up to three months, and then just bake them sort of as you need them. It also makes three and a half dozen cookies, which is a lot of cookies, so great for sharing, great for cookie swaps and things like that. I like to have cookie dough in my freezer at all times just so I can bake a few off whenever I have a warm cup of tea and a book ready to go, or someone desperately needs a little dessert. Yeah, they're really versatile and very easy. For this recipe, you'll need two sticks of butter, three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar, three large egg yolks, one teaspoon of orange zest, and for your dry ingredients, you'll need two and a half cups of flour, half a teaspoon of baking powder, half a teaspoon of coarse salt, and for the jewels in these cookies, you'll need half a cup each of chopped pistachios, apricots, and sour cherries. And then the final step, we'll use four ounces of bittersweet chocolate and a teaspoon of neutral oil for our dipping. These cookies don't require anything special, but do have your electric mixer if you have one ready to go, and a few baking sheets lined with parchment, a cooling rack, and a small glass or a ramekin for dipping. So first thing you need to do is cream your butter and sugar, and that's two sticks of unsalted butter. If you have salted, go ahead and use it. We'll just adjust the salt later, no big deal. And that butter should be at room temperature. Three quarters of a cup of sugar, granulated sugar, three large egg yolks also at room temperature, a teaspoon of orange zest, freshly grated orange zest. If you want to soften your butter really quickly, sometimes what I do is put it still in the wrapper 
stand their sticks up in the microwave. I know it sounds insane, but stand them up in the microwave and blast them for eight seconds and then flip them over so that they're standing on the other side and do another eight seconds. And after about 16 to 24 seconds, they'll be perfectly softened and ready to go into your cookies. Okay, I'm using a stand mixer here. My granulated sugar and butter and orange zest, and I'm gonna let that get nice and fluffy. That'll take about three minutes. If you wanna use a hand mixer, that's fine too. I wouldn't do it by hand unless you're very, very powerful. <laughs> I love my stand mixer because I can do other things. Right now, Arthur is trying desperately to take a nap, but having a little difficulty, so I'm gonna probably have to pop back and check on him while this butter is creaming, which makes the stand mixer the perfect tool for the job. So now I'm just chopping in my add-ins. So I have half a cup of dried cherries, dried sour cherries. I have half a cup of dried apricots and half a cup of pistachio meat. I basically like the mixture because the apricots are super sweet, the dried cherries are nice and tart, and the pistachios are sort of savory and delicious, and they all have beautiful complementary colors. Of course, you could swap this out for other, other fruits that you like. Dried figs would be really nice here, and pecans. What else would be good? Currants and lemon zest would be really, really nice. Basically, it's customizable. It's one and a half cups of dried fruit and nuts, and you can pretty much swap in and out whatever you have on hand and whatever you like the most. Uh-oh. I can hear my son Arthur is desperately trying to get out of his nap right now. We'll see. We'll see how much I can get done before he comes running in. To my butter and sugar, that's nice and fluffy now. I'm going to add my three large egg yolks, also at room temperature. If they're cold, they can just make the butter sort of stiffen up. An easy way to warm up your egg yolks is once you separate the yolks and the whites, throw those yolks into a glass, a small glass, and then put the glass into some warm water so that the yolks are protected from the water, but they warm up from the water. I mean, you could also do the whole egg in its shell, but this is just even faster way to warm up those egg yolks. I don't know what he's talking about back there, but. <laughs> so now I'm adding my dry ingredients. Two and a half cups of all-purpose flour. We also need half a teaspoon of baking powder and half a teaspoon of, I use kosher salt. If you have fine salt or table salt, you're just gonna wanna use a little less than half a teaspoon. Kosher salt is just bigger. I keep kosher salt for all of my cooking, so I just use it in my baking as well. I think it's just fine. And now we'll mix that up. Okay, so before that gets too combined, I'm gonna throw in my fruit, because I wanna make sure, my fruit and my nuts, I wanna make sure they're nice and evenly dispersed. 
in my cookies. Okay, so into my mixer with my pistachios, sour cherries, and apricots. And then we'll mix that up until we have a nice uniform dough. Okay, so I'm gonna try to explain what I'm doing here. We have to shape this dough into two equal cylinders that are about, I don't know, maybe two and a half inches in diameter, or maybe even less, one and a half inches, basically the diameter of your final cookie. So I have two sheets of parchment paper that are each about 12 inches by 16, and I'm gonna divide my dough in half and set each half of dough onto my parchment paper. Now, you need a ruler. Let's see, I don't know if I can explain this. So you put the dough into the center of your paper. Fold the short side of the paper over the dough. Okay, and then you can sort of start using the paper in your hands to manipulate it into a cylinder. Now, if you turn it around and take a ruler and press the ruler into the crease between the dough log and the two halves of paper. You can push it into a perfect circle. <laughs> um, I don't think that made any sense. And as I'm sure you can hear, Arthur is not excited about taking a nap. So all you have to do, I mean, if you don't understand, if this is not making any sense, all you have to do is shape this dough into two little cylinders that you can then wrap up and freeze until they're solid so that you can slice them. So now we just have to pop our little tubes of dough into the freezer for about you know two to four hours would be good. You just want it to be nice and solid so that when you slice it, it stays round. But if you wanna work with your dough and it's a little soft, they just might be a little rustic, no big deal. And we're back. I'm Samantha Sanavaratna, food stylist and cookbook author, and we're in the middle of making my jeweled butter cookies. As a reminder, the recipe is linked in the show notes and we're going through the whole thing right here. Feel free to pause or jump back if you need a little more time. And we're coming back to the point where we've let the cookie dough freeze for a few hours and I'm gonna slice and bake them. Okay, so get your oven preheated to 350 degrees. I am working with one log of cookie dough at a time. Now the recipe says to freeze it for four hours, but I think mine was only in for about two and it it seems pretty solid, so that's good. And we're slicing them, I don't know, about a quarter inch thick. Let's see, maybe I can check the recipe. Yeah, a quarter inch thick. I'm using a serrated knife to cut through the dough. Ooh, it looks so pretty. And so basically the idea is as you slice, you wanna rotate the log so that you never develop any flat sides of your cookies. And if at any point your dough is too warm, you can always pop it back into the freezer to chill up again. They look so pretty. The dried cherries just sort of sparkle in this wonderful way. They sort of remind me of holiday ornaments. I think these are a really great cookie for gifting and sharing. As I mentioned before, this recipe makes a lot of cookies. 
So that's always good because you can share them with a lot of people. They also are kind of sturdy, I would say, especially once you dip them in chocolate. So you could certainly ship these to a loved one that's not nearby. And I think that they last a long time. Even after they're baked, you can throw them in an airtight container in the freezer and they will stay pretty nice for quite a long time. Butter cookies freeze really, really well. For me, these cookies are super basic, but also satisfying and pretty. There's varying textures, which is nice. Crunchy nuts, chewy fruit, buttery cookies. Kind of has it all, if you ask me. <laughs> so I'm slicing my cookies. I'm almost done with one log. Super easy. I love a slice and bake cookie too because you don't have to roll and portion and do anything fussy. You just slice them and call it a day. <laughs> so these are going to go onto a rimmed baking sheet that I've lined with a little bit of parchment paper. They're going to spread a little bit, but not a lot. So you don't have to spread them out on the sheet very far, maybe an inch, inch and a half. And then we'll throw them into our 350 degree oven for about 15 minutes. We're just looking for nice golden edges and set cookie. You'll, you'll know they're set when they're sort of dry. So I'm gonna pop these in the oven and then we'll make the glaze. Okay, so now while the cookies are baking, I'm going to melt four ounces of bittersweet chocolate. I'm gonna do it in the microwave as opposed to a double boiler or something like that. The key with melting chocolate in the microwave is just to do it in bursts. It has a tendency to scorch very, very easily. So if you do it in sort of 15, 20 second bursts and then stop and stir occasionally. I'm doing it in a wide bowl just to make the process go a little faster but in order to dip my cookies, I'm gonna transfer it into a narrow glass. Okay, so I've pulled my cookies out of the oven. They're just a little bit golden brown around the edges, but still slightly pale in the center. You can feel that when they're warm, they're sort of soft, but once you let them cool completely, they firm up nicely. And my first batch is nice and cool, so I am going to move on to dipping. So I melted my four ounces of chocolate and I also mixed in one teaspoon of coconut oil or vegetable oil and that's basically just to make the mixture more fluid and sort of coat a little evenly. I've transferred my chocolate to a little glass and the reason I put it in a glass is because it makes dipping things so much easier because all the chocolate is sort of collected into a pool and you don't waste any. You just have to make sure the glass has the circumference of the cookie <laughs> so you can fit it in there. Dipping is actually the most fun part, if you ask me. And I don't temper my chocolate. I mean, you certainly could, and then you can keep them at room temperature and they'll ship a little bit easier and not get messy on the plate. But I find that I can dip them and then just store them in the freezer. And the cookie stays fresher that way too. And the chocolate is fine. And just let them sort of get back to room temperature before I serve them. And everybody likes them that way, so. That's what I do. <laughs> it's very easy. I think around the holidays, you have to make things simpler for yourself if you can. That is always my goal. Holidays are gonna be a little strange this year, I think. I'm still trying to decide what to do. I miss my parents desperately, but we're just trying to keep them safe. So we've only been meeting outside. 
but we'll see what happens. All right, my first batch of cookies are all dipped. They look so shiny and pretty. And I'm gonna sit them on a piece of parchment just to firm up a little bit. You could also just toss them in the fridge for, you know, 10 minutes and they'll be firm enough. And then we're gonna taste them. Maybe I can get Artie to come and taste one too. <laughs> Okay, should we get them out of the fridge? Yeah. Wow. Can I, can I see? Yeah. I never seen them in a while. What do they look like to you? They look like peanut butter. Oh, wow, there's no peanut butter. What do you think? Yum. What does it taste like? Maybe apple tart. Apple sauce? <laughs> It does. Tastes like applesauce? Maybe that's the dried fruit you taste. Well, thanks so much for making my jeweled butter cookies with me today. I hope yours turned out super beautiful and crisp and colorful. And I hope very much that they'll make it into your holiday table. Let me know how it all went by leaving a review. And you can find the recipe in the show notes and on food52.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm Samantha Senevaratna on Play Me a Recipe. Happy cooking to you and yours.